Did you ever see my interview on the Sid Roth Show? I had the privilege of being on It's Supernatural with Sid back in about 2012. And I just went back the other day and listened again. And I tell a few stories in that interview about kids that I've completely forgotten about. And I thought maybe I should resurrect them and let you hear them too. So we've had so many amazing things take place in our ministry over the years. It's easy to forget about them all. And it all happens because we make a way for the Holy Spirit to move in the hearts of the children that we minister to. And if you will just train your kids and give them the opportunity to act on what you teach them, you'll see miracles too. Now, if you're new to my channel and you enjoy these types of teachings, please hit the subscribe button below and share this video with your friends. The world needs to know what is available for our kids to walk in the supernatural power of God because God has not put any limitations on them at all. The biggest hindrance to our kids walking in miracles and signs and wonders is the doubt and the unbelief of the adults around them. So sit back and enjoy this interview. On It's Supernatural, miracles, people being healed, and prayers that move the hand of God, and it's children who are leading the way. See how God is using children to change the world through supernatural gifts. Do angels exist? Are healing miracles real? Is there life after death? Can people get supernatural help from another dimension? Has the future been written in advance? Sid Roth has spent 25 years researching the strange world of the supernatural. Join Sid on this edition of It's Supernatural. Hello, Sid Roth here with Becky Fisher. Welcome to my world where it's naturally supernatural. Breathe in. You want to breathe in that rarefied air of heaven. It is so wonderful on this set. I just pray that that rarefied air of heaven go out over your televisions or over your computer. Let me ask you a question. I want to stretch you. Can I stretch you just a little bit? Two little girls were praying in Africa. Their mother died. One of the girls in the spirit goes to heaven gets her mother back. I told you I'd stretch it. We'll find out about that from Becky and a lot of other children. You know something that is outrageous? You're the one that told me about yes. this. Uh, the Berna survey, it, the, uh, I'm sorry, the Barna survey says that 70% of children raised in the church, by the time they're teenagers, they leave. Yeah. Why? Sid, there's, uh, you know, there's absolutely no place where we can go and find exactly why. But when you look at these children, you're f we're feeding them in our churches with basic Bible stories for the first 12 years of their life. By the time a child is 13 years old, he thinks he knows, he will tell you, he thinks he knows everything there is to know about God and has no further need of going to church. That same 12-year-old will tell you, to his knowledge, he's never heard the voice of God nor felt his presence in his entire life. And those aren't just average kids off the street. Those are kids that are being raised in our Bible-believing churches. And so, I mean, there is nothing that is more boring than religion without reality, without life. It's no wonder that our kids are vacating the churches. You know, you, you have so many stories yes. about young people that are moving like the people you see on TV. Yes. But they're just young kids. Yes. Tell me one that comes to mind. 
Well, I'll tell you, Sid, this is a generation that's been created for the supernatural. And it's amazing across the world the number of children that are being used by God when you create a platform for them. And what they will do is they will grab, if you give them one ounce of opportunity to press into the presence of God, they will grab it and run with it. I think of, uh, of so many children. I think of one time when I was holding a vacation Bible school, if you will, and I taught the children on healing. And I told them, as, as right before, before the service, I, I had a sense from the Lord that they were going to, there were going to be children there that were going to get a sensation in their body. This is typical of some ministers on TV, where they would, maybe a pain that they had never had in that place before, and that that was a signal from the Holy Spirit that they were, there was someone in the audience who needed healing in that area. And so when I called for those kids to come forward, there was at least 15 children who came up and said, I've got a pain here. I don't ever have pain there. We called the audience. Someone would come forward. That child would pray for them, and they were healed right then and there. You know, I believe that children have the purest gifts of Absolutely. all the gifts of the Spirit, and we have missed it big time, big time by putting them, demoting them to puppets and popcorn. You know, we don't think as a Christian culture, and this is what drives me crazy because other religions, do believe in their children operating in the supernatural. But in the church, we think if we give them salvation, and in some church circles, they'll say, well, get them filled with the baptism of the Holy Spirit. But beyond that, we have no spiritual currency assigned to children whatsoever. But 70% of them, because of our system, yes. are vacating Absolutely. They find nothing of reality and nothing of value. This is a generation that wants reality. Listen, I believe this is a generation that's going to welcome in the king. Yes. And there was a quote by John G. Lake that yes. you mentioned in your book. Yes. John G. Lake said, when you hear the children travail... And what does travail mean? Travail is one of the deepest forms of prayer that you get so into the world of prayer that you can't even say anything with your mouth. It just is groanings that come up from the bottom of your heart. And when you hear the children begin to travail in prayer, know that Jesus has one foot in the door. Okay, let's look at some children travailing right now. tonight I want to hear about it somebody come tell me what happened pray it out Tori pray it out You know, some of you are watching that and you're saying, 
these kids, they're, they're, there's something wrong with them. They're, they're, they're abnormal. They're not acting like the kids in my Sunday school. They're not acting like the kids in my church. Becky Fisher, what would you say to that person? I would say to that person that you have never given your children an opportunity to truly trap into the deep things of God. We have consistently given kids, in fact, you can go to any Christian bookstore and you've got a, you've got a list of about five things that they'll teach kids. You teach them the Ten Commandments. You teach them the basic Bible stories. You teach them about Christmas and Easter. You teach them about the uh, the gifts of uh, the fruit of the spirit the 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 armor of god and that type of thing but we never give them the true meat of the word and give them an opportunity to really step out and do what we've taught them to do they don't want to just hear about jesus healing the sick anymore sid they want to heal the sick for themselves i want them to heal the sick for themselves you want them to heal for the sick to heal the sick for themselves that's why you really need becky's book redefining children's ministry it's time it be redefine all the gifts of the Spirit, how to activate them. We'll be right back after this word and we're going to find out about children moving in the supernatural. We'll be right back to It's Supernatural. We now return to It's Supernatural. Hello, Sid Roth here with Becky Fisher. And Becky, what do psychics know that most Christians don't? Well, in the first place, most psychics believe in the supernatural, and, and most evangelical Christians don't. That's the big headliner. But the, the thing is, because they already believe in the supernatural, and I can't get into everything, Sid, because it's an enormous subject, but they have identified a group of kids that they believe are super uh, sensitive to the spirit world. They call them indigo kids. You can call them psychic kids. There's even shows on TV now that highlight these psychic kids. They have paranormal abilities to see into the spirit world, to operate in the spirit world, heal people with crystals or the laying on of hands or whatever. And they are actively, the psychics and the new age people are actively training their kids to become better at what they do. Where the Christians are sitting over here, we're still passing out sugar cookies and Kool-Aids and coloring pages of Adam and Eve. I might add, that's that's a counterfeit. The psychics are a counterfeit. How do I know this? Deuteronomy, the 18th chapter, calls this an abomination. Yes. And so it it lists all the popular uh, psychic activities of our day, from Harry Potter to uh, channeling to fortune tellers. Uh, All these are counterfeits. Why do people go out for counterfeits? Because they've never seen a demonstration of the real thing. And I'm reminded of the scripture, a little child will lead them. I want you to see what happens when a young kid has an alcoholic brother and decides, I'm going to pray for this guy to be free. Let's look at that. You want to, first of all, wait a minute. We got to talk this over. You want him to get broken from alcoholic, right? But if he doesn't have Jesus in his heart, it ain't going to work. We need to pray that he gets saved. You understand that? Because that's where the power is going to come from. So we need to pray that he gets saved. And the rest of it will take care of itself. All right. Lord, please just break this. Yes. Just break this for my brother. Yes. I don't want him to be an alcoholic anymore. Yes. I want him to be saved. Yes. I don't want him to go to hell. Yes. I want him to go to heaven with me, and I don't want him to die. Yes. Just please let him get saved. Yes. I don't want him I don't I just want him to stop drinking. Yes. I want him to be a Christian. Yes. I'm tired of it. And yes. I don't want it to happen anymore. Yeah. What a pure prayer. 
I'll tell you something. I, I saw something in that young boy, and you see this all the time in young people. Tell me about what happened in Monterey, Mexico. I'll tell you, Sid, the counterfeit of the psychics, they have the counterfeit. The real thing is what we call a word of wisdom and a word of knowledge. And there was a group of kids that went to on a missions trip. To, it was with one of our directors. They went into a church of 600 people. They began prophesying over these people. And these are children now. Children are children, prophesying. Children prophesying I'd over these adults. I'd rather have a prophecy from a child than an adult any Absolutely. Day. Absolutely. They'll read your mail like nobody's business because they don't have any inhibitions. They don't know what's politically correct and anyway this young boy uh, there was a woman standing in line and someone was about to prophesy over him and one of the boys said wait a minute he says I've got a word for that man in the back there he pointed him out and said sir God tells me that you're thinking about divorcing your wife and he says I'm telling you don't do it because the Lord is going to save your message the woman who's standing in the front of the line begins to weep she says that's my husband mm. And they were reconciled right then and there. And then did they prophesy for more people? They prophesied over all 600 people in that place. It was amazing. They kids? went about five, no, 600. They were adults. The adults no, no, were but the kids were prophesying over 600 It took adults. up five hours to get through everybody. My and goodness. they just hung in there like troopers. They just oh, went. you got to tell me about these two girls in Africa. Oh, there's so many stories out of Africa. And, and the, probably one of the reasons is they very easily flow in the supernatural because witchcraft is all around them. But these two particular little girls, they were very, very poor, lived in a mud hut, the whole thing. Their mother died. There was no father. I don't know if he left them or died previously or what. But they're alone in the home, and their mother dies. The little girls began to weep just profusely because they know what that means. They're going to have to be kicked out of their house, go live with relatives, all these things. And finally, one of the little girls, the older girl, about nine years old, says to her little sister, stop, we can't cry anymore. The little sister said, why not? She said, because our pastor told us that God can do anything. She says, we must pray that our mother comes back to life again. So they began to pray, and instantly that older girl found herself at the gates of heaven, and there was an angel standing there, and the angel says, what are you doing here? And she says, our mother has died, and I've come to get her. We need her on earth. She said, the angel reached out and put like a glowing ball in her hand. Now, I have no idea the significance of that. I don't read anything about glowing balls in the Bible, but this is the experience of this little girl. And suddenly, she was back at the bedside of her mother again. And she laid hands on her mother and began to pray. And her mother came back to life. No and, adults were around. You know what you're describing to me? What you're describing to me is the opposite of what we see in religion. Yes. But exactly what we see in the Bible this is normal. Aren't you tired of being abnormal? And I have good news. You don't have to be a child to be normal. Yes. We're going to be back right after this word, and you're going to find out about a lot of normal children. Yes. And let me tell you something. When they have encounters with God like this, they won't be among those 70% yes. that are never going to darken the doors of a church again right. because they've just been bored with religion. <laughs> don't go away. We'll be right back after this word. We'll be right back to It's Supernatural. We now return to It's Supernatural. 
Hello, Sid Roth here with Becky Fisher, and this book is so amazing, Becky. Tell me about the time the children, two years before 9-11 occurred, started prophesying about it. Sid, it is an amazing story. This was a, a group of children that someone had worked with very diligently to teach them about intercessory prayer. Intercessory prayer is when you pray for someone other than yourself. And as they would go into prayer, they would pray in unknown languages. We call that in the Bible speaking in tongues. And as they would begin to speak in tongues, they would get so deep into prayer, without them realizing it, English words would begin to come out. They had an adult there that was writing down all the English so they could look back at the end of the prayer time and just see what they had prayed over, okay? Well, they did that every single prayer time. After 9 happened, one of those people that wrote things down went to the leader of that prayer group and said, Isabella, you need to go back and look at your journals. I know those kids prayed over 9 at least two years ago. And she brushed it off at first, but finally went to, to look at it. Sid, it was amazing the things that they were, t- that w- were coming out. It was things like American 7 67, back to the gate. You're grounded. You're grounded. It was things like uh, uh, blueprints, underground blueprints. Uh, they would be talking about uh, viruses, and it, and they would be speaking to, to to the different countries, saying it's not your time. Go back. And and it was amazing the things that they were saying. And if I might just look Please. at this just very quickly, because it was just th- this is the one that killed me the most is when they would when they would um, the the very last one they were saying. Um, uh, uh, Father, you reveal it. It's souls. Listen to this one. Out of the body, East Coast, East Coast, her groanings, East Coast, the groaning of souls, out of the body, last time from the people they go up, East Coast, East Coast, last time, the souls groaning, such a crying out. It was all about, I mean, how could that not be about 911? They prayed over it, said, we know that disaster could have been so much worse than it was. And there were many people praying for our nation. But I believe that God heard the prayers of the children and they there were fewer casualties than they needed to be because children were praying years in advance. Tell me about some physical healings like Ivy. Oh, Ivy is an amazing child. When she was two years old, her grandfather had had an operation on his eyes. And for whatever reason, the eyes were not forming scar tissue. They were not healing. He was only supposed to be out of work for one week. But six weeks later, he was still not healed. He came over to the house one day to visit. And uh, Ivy was playing in her bed. Bedroom, and he got up to leave and Ivy came out and said, where's grandpa? And her mother said, oh, he had to go home. She goes, no, I have to do something. She goes out the door, running down the street going, grandpa, grandpa, stop. I have to do something. Well, grandpa turned around, lifted her up and she took his sunglasses off, those kind of shades so right. no light could get in. She took him off, two years old now, Sid. She kissed each one of his eyes, said, Jesus and jumped down out of his arms and went back into the house. And one week later, he was back at work, totally healed. And, you know, the, the fact that uh, you teach these children to hear God's voice could even save their life. Like, tell me about Absolutely. the puppet show. Well, we had a young girl by the name of Courtney, and we were teaching children how to hear the voice of God, which is, which is a basic premise of Christianity. You can't be saved and not hear, learn how to hear God's voice. That's how we know we're sons and daughters of God is when we hear his voice. So we were teaching the children that many times when God speaks to us and he's trying to warn us about something, it's a very, it's like a yucky feeling on the inside, like a knot in your stomach, a hard scratchy feeling or whatever. Well, this little girl was invited to a party with some 
children who were not Christians. It was a sleepover, and she really wanted to go. But she decided that she was going to pray and find out if God wanted her to go. So she sat down and began to pray, and she told her mom, I got a very yucky, hard, scratchy feeling in my heart. I don't think I'm supposed to go to that party. So she didn't go. Monday, the next Monday at school, all those children were talking with her, telling her what a great time they had. She found out, Sid, that they had had seances and were calling up dead spirits at that party. She could have gotten demonically possessed. She could have gotten so involved in that and been harassed, but the Holy Spirit spared her from that because she knew how to hear his voice. Uh, Speaking of hearing God's voice, of all of the various uh, things you talk about in this book, there is one that that really uh, speaks to me, and that has to do with Joshua. 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 Joshua was a four-year-old little boy, and he had—he was an American who had been raised in in here in the states. And at the age of four, his parents became missionaries to Great Britain. While he was in Great Britain, he found out that his children's pastor back in the states had become extremely seriously ill with something very uh, rare, and she uh, threw a pregnancy, and she had a blood clot that had gone to her head. And for all practical intents and purposes, she was brain dead. She was gone. And they heard about it over in Great Britain. And as soon as Joshua heard, she, he told his parents, I've got to fast and pray for Shia. And so he began to pray. And they took a tape recorder and had him pray on this tape recorder. And it was an amazing prayer. You hear this cherubic little voice just praying. And Shia, now I'm going to pray for you. And he says, in the name of Jesus, Shia, you will live and not die. And you will raise your little girl. Uh, Let's hear that right now. We have that tape. By his stripes, you are healed, Shia. The name of Jesus, I ask that from the Spirit of the Lord to heal you, Shia, and to help you get well. In Jesus' name, amen. I'll keep praying for you, Shia, until I hear that you're totally, totally, fully well. And I love you, and I just want to end this tape by saying, Love from Joshua, three kisses, three big hugs, and three big prayers until you are well. Praise God. So, Becky, what happened to this Shia? Shia came back to life, and she did live to raise her little daughter. Last I heard, she's doing well. And tell me about repentance. I mean, I know adults need to repent for sin, because sin, in God's eyes, is a stench. And God is too good. You don't want to say anything separating you between yourself and God. But what about children? Do they need to repent? Absolutely, Sid. As soon as a child is old enough to understand that he is... Um, you know, disobeying mom and dad, he's old enough to understand that he has sin in his life. Now, you don't beat a kid over the head with sin. I mean, how bad can a five-year-old sin? But I'll tell you what, those children know because they they sense their own sin. Even though they haven't murdered anybody, they haven't done anything terribly bad, a child, every human being innately knows that they are sinners in 
need of grace and mercy from a living God. And it's when you present a child with the fact that, you know, we've all sinned and we've all done things we know we shouldn't have done and we need to, Jesus to forgive us, they immediately respond to that. They understand when they know when they've done something wrong. Every child, listen, we're all going to stand accountable and I don't care how young the child is, he still needs a savior. And you know what? Sin is sin. People say, well, those are the big sins and these are the little sins. No, sin is separating yourself from love. Love is God. And so therefore, not only do children need to repent, but everyone that can see me and hear me right now needs to repent. Repent means there's two ways of looking at it. One is to turn from your sin, but the better way is to turn from your sin and turn to the one that will give you the power to overcome that sin. That's God. So what I need you to do right now, for your own sake, so you can have nothing separating you from God, is to say, Holy Spirit, search me. Show me the things I need to tell God that I'm sorry for. Do that right now. Just right now. Say, God, show me what I need to repent over. And then tell him you're sorry and say, in Jesus' name, forgive me. And Jesus, you're so good. I want to experience you like the guests on It's Supernatural. I want to experience you for myself. I'm tired of watching other people have fun with God. I want to have fun with you, God, and make Jesus your Lord. Ask him to live inside of you, your own words. I mean, I just prayed a two-word prayer, and he transformed my life. Jesus, help. That was my prayer. If you can't do anything else, do it right now. Jesus, help, and repent of your sin. Get clean. It's good. Anybody, parents or church leaders, can teach kids to walk in God's wonderful power. If you're a parent and you'd like to learn more about how to raise kids to be spiritual champions, please consider getting my training course that we call Revolutionary Family Ministry. This comes from my School of Supernatural Children's Ministry. Lesson topics include creating a biblical worldview in your children, revolutionary parenting, how to raise a spiritual champion, why they stay in the church and why they stray from the church. Babies in God, preschoolers in God, a father's blessing, all eyes on Generation Z, gender identity issues, and so many more. There are 15 different topics altogether. And as my gift to you, I'm going to give you a 15% discount on the whole set if you use the discount code at checkout time, Sid Roth. You'll get that discount whether you get the DVDs or the MP4s or the downloads. You won't be sorry. This is information you literally cannot get anywhere else on this critical topic of spirit-led parenting. Thanks for watching today's program. If you enjoyed these testimonies, be sure to check out our other videos on how God uses kids for miracles. These are videos your whole family is going to want to see.